Let's open our Bibles, please, to the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. Uh, normally, we would be studying the book of Ephesians right now, but because it is the Christmas season, and I really didn't get to share a Christmas message this past Sunday because of the children's program, and oh, and I wanted to say, uh, Ruben Alvidrez Jr., he did an awesome job sharing the word on Sunday morning. Very, very good. I told him I was really proud of him. I don't know if he's watching right now, but if you are, Ruben, good job on Sunday morning. You did a great job, not only with the distribution of the toys with your team, but also sharing the word. It was really, really awesome. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to pray, Father, for this message this morning as we are preparing to celebrate Christmas the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to gather here in the house of the Lord. We thank you for those that are listening online, Lord Jesus. We also want to pray for our offering, Lord God, that you would bless the gift and the giver in all of our offerings. Thank you, God, for this blessed year that you've provided for the church. Even with all of this craziness going on in the world, you have been faithful to your church, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said... Amen. Very good. Okay. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 18, the Bible says this. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and gave and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there. Until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where they stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity, who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had lean, learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are 
no more. Now, tomorrow, we're all, many of us are going to be celebrating Christmas Eve, and some of you are going to be celebrating uh, on Friday, which is Christmas Day, depending on what your tradition is, or maybe you celebrate both. I'm not really sure. Our family, we grew up celebrating on Christmas Eve all of our childhood life, and we still do that even uh, now as I'm grown up. Uh, So the first thing that I would like to do is to wish every single one of you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So I hope that all of you have a great, great Christmas with your families, whether it's on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day on Friday, whatever it is, Merry Christmas. And I believe that all of us would agree that Christmas is usually a very happy time of the year. It's supposed to be a very joyful time of the year. Now, I began attending this church in 1982. I was saved in 1979. But I didn't attend this church. This was the first Christian church that I ever attended in my life. And I came here and I never left. And I still haven't left. I'm still here. Okay? But I started attending here in 1982. Never been in a Christian church in my life. Because I grew up Catholic. So in 79, when I first got saved, I went back to the Catholic church. I hadn't been going to church because I was just a teenager. But I got saved in 79, went back to the Catholic church, was there for a couple years. Somebody invited me to this church in 1982. I came here, and this was the first Christian church I've ever been to in my whole life. And I still have not left. I'm still here. Praise God. Now, I don't know about you, but every Christmas for the last 38 years here at our church... I personally have looked forward to our church Christmas parties. I love all the different kinds of foods that everybody brings, all the potlucks, all the different uh, nationalities and all the different kinds of foods that we bring. I love all the different desserts, and I love when we sing songs together. There's that Christmas song that we sing at our Christmas parties every year, and it's titled, It's the Most Wonderful time of the year. It was sung by Andy Williams. Now, since we didn't have our church Christmas party this year, I want to go ahead and sing it so that I don't break my tradition of 38 years of singing this song. I'm going to sing it right now. If you want to join me, that's fine. If you don't want to join me, I don't care because I'm going to have a good time anyway in my own little private party here for Jesus. Praise God. But it goes like this. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you, be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the hap- happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's a hap happiest season of all there'll be parties for hosting marshmallows for toasting and caroling out in the snow there'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of christmases long long ago hallelujah it's the most wonderful time of the year there'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near it's the most 
wonderful time of the year. Hallelujah. I didn't break the tradition. I got to sing it for 39 years in a row, I think. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. So it's supposed to be a happy time. And I know, I don't know about you, but me, I love watching my favorite movie during this time. It's a wonderful life. I don't care if Julie doesn't watch it with me. I don't care if Jamie gets tired and doesn't want to watch anything. I'm going to watch. I'm going to have my own little party with Jesus watching. It's a wonderful life. Praise God. And then after that, I'm going to watch Little Drummer Boy. That's another one of my favorite Christmas. I have to watch Little Drummer Boy every Christmas. Okay? And then if I have time... I'll watch Scrooge. Sometimes I watch it, sometimes I don't. But I like watching Scrooge also on Christmas. Okay. Now, I don't know what your Christmas tradition may be uh, like when it comes to food at home. But for me, I look forward to eating those tamales. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I love those tamales. In our house, when I was growing up, my mom would make what we call muñuelos, not menudo. Okay, I love menudo too. But these are called muñuelos. It's like a dessert, okay? And we would have what we call atole, uh, not pozole. This was called atole. Some people call it chaporal. I didn't grow up calling it that. I, call, I grew up calling it atole. It's a great dessert. So, and for me, it's important that Julie and Jamie go to grandma's house every year at Christmas time to make tamales together. I want Jamie to learn how to make those tamales with grandma. I feel it's an important tradition that keeps families together. Up until my mom passing, my, my three sisters would always go to with my mom, and every year they would make their tamales, and uh, I think it's a great, great and important tradition to have. But sadly, sadly, I think that we can all agree that this year has definitely been different. Would you guys all agree with me? Can you say amen? I mean, this year has been very, very different. We didn't have our annual church Christmas party. We didn't have our annual community parade down Devonshire. Now, thank God, we did have our annual children's uh, Christmas program last Sunday, and we did have a smaller version of the yearly uh uh, toy giveaway, but we didn't have any Christmas gatherings at our workplaces. We were not able to go out and dine at our favorite restaurants. Many people have lost their jobs or have had to transition to other jobs, and many people are collecting unemployment right now. They're concerned about it running out. Hopefully, the president will sign that bill, and people will get extensions and, and uh, just get everything that they need to be able to survive another week or another month. Many small businesses have shut down. The African-American community, sadly, is still suffering uh, from shootings and arrests, false arrests, and things that are going on within that community. And there's a lot of anger and frustration uh, still in our, in, our, in our streets because of that. And most of us know of someone who has had the COVID virus, and many of us have been personally impacted by some Someone that has gotten really sick or even passed away because of COVID. And I think that we can all agree that so far this year has been very, very difficult. It's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, but it's turning out to be a very 
difficult season of the year, especially because we're hearing the news that these COVID cases are spiking even higher and higher and higher. This chart that I'm showing right now, if you can see it, okay, it shows the latest worldwide reports of COVID cases and deaths. So according to this chart, okay, uh, we have 1.7 million people that have died worldwide. I'm not sure if you can see it in this chart, okay, but 1.7 million people. It doesn't show clearly on this chart. Is there another chart maybe uh, or another part of this chart? Anyways, this does not look familiar to me. I'm not sure if that's the right one. But according to that chart, you can look it up yourself. 1.7 million people have died of this COVID thing worldwide. This is affecting the whole world. Okay? So I believe that we can all see and agree that there has been a lot of death this year. I myself lost my mom on August the 20th of this year, not because of COVID, but because she had colon cancer. Many of you uh, watched her funeral on, uh, on, the vi- on the online services. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. Many of you uh, were uh, a great comfort to my family during that time. Thank you so much for the flowers and the cards and the love that you shared to our family during that loss. But even having a funeral, I mean, some people had to, had to wait like six months just to have a memorial service or a funeral. Or, and then still we couldn't have any, any kind of gatherings or, or, or family gatherings. It was, it's been very, very hard. And uh, in this scripture that we just read here tonight, it talks about an event that happened at the time of Jesus' birth that we really don't talk too much about during Christmas. Or we really don't usually preach or teach about this too much at Christmas because it is such a depressing account of a horrible and dark season that occurred when Jesus Christ our Lord was born. In Matthew chapter 2, I want to read, starting at verse 13, I want to read it again. Matthew 2, verses 13 through 18, the Bible says this. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet Out of Egypt, I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time that he had learned from the Magi. You see, during this time of Jesus' birth, There was a lot of celebration going on. Yes, a lot of people were happy. The angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and Joseph, and the Holy Spirit came upon Mary, and she conceived the Christ child, and the angels appeared to the shepherds. The wise men visited the baby Jesus. Zachariah and Elizabeth had a new little baby named John, who later became John the Baptist. A lot of exciting things were happening. There are things, that, and these are the things that we like to preach about, at Christmas, because they're happy things, they're joyful things, they're miracle things, they're supernatural things. But sadly, there was also a lot of death, a lot of death and sorrow surrounding the birth of our Lord and Savior, 
Jesus Christ. And usually we avoid that part of the scripture or that part of the story. The Bible tells us that King Herod had heard about the Christ child being born. King Herod, because he was Jewish and grew up learning about Jewish law and prophecy, knew that this Christ child would become the king of Israel. So King Herod saw the Christ child as a rival and a threat to his throne. And so King Herod set off on a quest to kill all of the male children from two years of age and younger. Originally, when he first met the wise men or the magi, he told them, hey, tell me where he is. When you find him, report back to me. Tell me where the Christ child is. I want to go and worship him. But that was not what he really wanted to do. He wanted to know where Jesus was to go kill him. But God was protecting the Christ child. So King Herod saw the Christ child as a rival and a threat to his throne. And so King Herod set off on a quest to kill all the male children from two years of age and younger. Can you imagine, parents, try to imagine the pain and the sorrow and the suffering that the parents of those children that were killed experienced on that first Christmas season. You see, like many of us here today, because of so much death and sorrow and loss, they did not have any type of celebrations. They did not have any singing or parties or special foods or special activities. It was a very dark time and a very dark season, very painful season in Israel on that first Christmas season. Are you guys understanding where I'm coming from? Can you say amen? Very dark, very difficult, just like and very similar to what we're going through today. Israel at this time was controlled by a foreign power, the Roman government. So the people were virtually powerless to do anything about the Roman soldiers invading their homes, going into their homes, taking their babies and killing them right in front of the parents. Just like today when people are dying in the hospital from COVID. I have to say that it's so sad when I hear how many of you were not able to be with your loved one in that hospital room or in that convalescent home while they were experiencing the horrible effects of the COVID virus. They were there by themselves. They were isolated. They could not be visited. They had no support. They were alone. Uh, they had no, no one there in the family that was allowed to go into those rooms and Many of them had to die in isolation, completely alone, with no one there to comfort them or to encourage them. And I don't know about you, but that is a very, very sad thing that many families have had to deal with this year. So for those of you that are here tonight or that are watching online through YouTube or Facebook, you and you're hurting, you're in pain, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're discouraged because of the suf of suffering some loss. Um, maybe you're a victim of racial discrimination or prejudice that we see still happening today. Whether it is a loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, the loss of personal health, the loss of a relationship, or some other type of loss, please know that you are not the first ones to go through Christmas under these difficult and painful circumstances. As far as God is concerned, there is nothing new under the sun. And guess what, church? Even though it's a difficult time, even though it's a dark time, even though it's a hard and painful time, guess what? Jesus Christ is still King of kings and Lord of lords, and he's still here to save us from our sins, church. I want you to know that. 
Many before us have had to endure severe heartache, loss, and pain during Christmas. In World War II, uh, President Franklin D. Roosevelt declared war. I want to just show this video here to remind us what happened on December 7th, 1941. Can we just go ahead? Let's see if this will work. I want to show this video of when Franklin D. Roosevelt declared war on Japan. Okay? Let's go ahead and watch this really quickly. Mr. Speaker, members of the Senate, of the House of Representatives, yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The United States was at peace with that nation and at solicitation of Japan, still in conversation with its government and its emperor, looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. Indeed, one hour after Japanese air squadrons had commenced bombing in the American island of Oahu, the Japanese ambassador to the United States and his colleague delivered to our Secretary of State a formal reply to a recent American message. And while this reply stated that it seemed useless to continue the existing diplomatic negotiations, it contained no threat or hint of war or of armed attack. It will be recorded that the distance of Hawaii from Japan makes it obvious that the attack was deliberately planned many days or even weeks ago. During the intervening time, the Japanese government has deliberately sought to deceive the United States by false statements and expressions of hope for continued peace. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. I regret to tell you that very many American lives have been lost. In addition, American ships have been reported torpedoed on the high seas between San Francisco and Honolulu. All right. How many of you would agree that was a very sad and scary time in our nation's history? Could you agree with that? Can you say amen? Very scary. That was on December 7th, 1941. And guess what? That's the Christmas season. That's the beginning of the Christmas season. So World War II began on September 1st, 1939. But the United States didn't enter the war until that day on December 7th, 1941, when Franklin, President Franklin D. Roosevelt declared war on Japan. And now the entire world was engulfed in a war. That Christmas in 1941 
was one where the people of the USA were angry about Pearl Harbor and young men and women were enthusiastically volunteering to defend our nation and signing up uh, for the armed forces. The people of the USA were believing that once they entered this war, that it would end quickly. But sadly, that was not the case. A year later, in 1942, millions of people had now lost their lives, and there was no end in sight for this horrible war. In 1942, the entire world was experiencing the horrible reality of death and suffering and loss. It was a very dark and difficult time. In 1943, another year had passed, and people were still dying by the millions around the world. In 1944, another year had passed, and people were still dying by the millions around the world in World War II. And the war finally ended on September the 2nd, 1945. By that time, 75 million people had died. That's a lot of death. Last year at this time, I think we would all agree that we would have never, ever imagined that we would be going through what we're going through right now. Last year at this time, we were celebrating. We were having a Christmas party. We were eating all kinds of food. We were planning for Christmas presents. We were going out there shopping. Everyone was all happy and excited. Many of these people that have died were alive and, and, and with us. Who would have imagined that we would be in this situation one year later today? All we can do is pray that this vaccine will somehow bring an end to this pandemic. All we can do is pray that some other type of virus will not follow this one. All we can do is pray that somehow our lives will return back to normal and we can live our lives without having to be concerned uh, about following so many health guidelines and restrictions. But our ultimate prayer is that people all over the world will realize how vulnerable we really are and how fragile our lives are. Our ultimate prayer is that through all of this, that people all over the world will surrender their lives to Jesus because there's only security in Jesus. There is only hope in Jesus. We have to understand that this world cannot provide us with the stability and the peace that we need. It's too unstable. It's too insecure. We don't know from day to day or from week to week what's going to happen, but we do know from day to day and from week to week that Jesus Christ will be faithful. Can you say amen, church? We can count on him. Now, during times of crisis and difficulty and fear and loss, I'd like to go to Psalm 107. I want to read that here tonight. I know we're running a little bit over here, but I want to read this song. This is Psalm 107, and this is a psalm that I personally like to read when I'm going through a really, really dark time or a hard time or a difficult time. This is Psalm 107. I want to take some time to read it here tonight. It says this. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. 
Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and utter darkness and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds to mankind. For he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Some because fool, some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. Some went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, they, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wit's end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were, of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them into their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. He turned rivers into a desert, flowing springs into thirsty ground, and fruitful land into a salt sea, into a salt waste, because of the wickedness of those who live there. He turned the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into flowing springs. There he brought the hungry to live and they founded a city where they could settle. They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruitful harvest. He blessed them and their numbers greatly increased and he did not let their herds diminish. Then their numbers decreased and they were humbled by oppression, calamity, and sorrow. He who pours contempt on nobles made them wander in a trackless waste. But he lifted the needy out of their affliction and increased their families like flocks. The upright see and rejoice, but all the wicked shut their mouths. Let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. How many of you have faith to believe that God has the ability to pull us out of this mess? Can you say amen, church? We need to do what the Bible says. Cry out to the Lord in our distress. And guess what, church? He will hear us. Listen, people have been here before and God has been faithful to pull them out. Let's believe that God will be faithful to pull us through and to pull us out of this mess as he has in the past. Can you say amen, church? I don't know, Julie, do you have that uh, little tape loaded up? Let's see if you, this just for memory's sake, 
We didn't get to have a Christmas party this year, but we're going to show you a little bit of some clips from our Christmas party. I don't know if it's the last year or the last couple of years, but here's just a little memory of our Christmas party that we're going to show here tonight. If we can do it, let's try it. Praise God. Hi, Merry Christmas, everybody. Just want to share... You cut yourself off. What happened? Okay, there's all the good food. All right. There's Madeline. All right. We got turkey and all, all the fixings. And all right, Philip. There's Josh. There's Juan. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm going to come over here. Behind the line, see what they got. There's Miss Madeline, some turkey, Jeannie Ween. Looks good, looks delish. dessert uh, other stuff over there too wow this looks great yeah it's great <laughs> all right Anyways, hope you guys are having a good uh, season, and um, God bless you guys. Good night. All right. Who would have known at that time that we would be going through this today? Who would have actually known? What a crazy thing, huh? A lot can happen in a year. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this season of the year, Lord God, and we pray, Lord God, that you would just help our world, our entire world, to pull through this season, Lord God, of difficulty and challenge. We're going to put our trust and faith in you. If you're listening right now and you want to put your trust in Jesus, you want to surrender your life to the only one that we can count on. His name is Jesus Christ. This world will let you down. People may let you down. Pastor Jerry may let you down. But Jesus will never let you down, no matter what you're going through. And if you want to trust him as your Lord and Savior, I want you to say this prayer with me right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I willingly surrender my life to you. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. And I know, Jesus, on that first Christmas day, you came to save us from our sins. So today, Lord, I receive this free gift of salvation and forgiveness of sins that you offer to all mankind. Receive me now as your child. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Teach me your word. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Amen. God bless you, church. I hope you have a great Christmas with your families. Eat lots of tamales. Eat lots of chaporal. Eat lots of food. Think about me when you're eating those tamales. Have a good time. Don't be afraid to gain a few pounds. We'll get together after the new year and we'll work out and lose those pounds, okay? But right now, let's have fun. Praise God. God bless all of you. Have a great Christmas.